Claire. Oh my goodness! A glove saved by Hill! No way! No way! Panthers carried back in and Aaron drop pass gathered ahead. Stu on one. Stone with Stevenson. Stone stops, shoots, he scores! Devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. The first Stanley Cup championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. The Silver State is home to the greatest silver trophy in all of sports. Welcome to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Your source for all your information on your Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Darren Millard, Danny Smythe, back inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Here it is. There we are. I, I was excited for you. I didn't want. To, I didn't want you to miss out on that moment, Daddy. That's that. That's a big moment. The woo the day after the Stanley Cup championship. Sorry about that. I was looking forward to the woo, but I don't have headphones, headphones. so I need to go get some so I can hear Ryan. You know. You know when I realized that when I tapped you and said you got a woo, and you're like looking at me, I'm like he can't hear. So I tried to do some some sign language. Hey, we're we're we're, we're rocking it today. Uh, it's it's uh, a day of appreciation a day of uh, just breathing in the Stanley Cup championship and the emotion of what went into it and a day of enjoyment uh, for all of you the Vegas Golden Knight uh, fan base and a, a fan base that uh, was so welcoming with the opening of the season ticket drive the ticket drive way back when uh, to uh, that and that was about mm, I want to say nine years ago the ticket drive and then through the first season and a lot of ups and a couple of dips and culminating with last night I won't even say culminating with the championship last night just culminating with last night yeah just a, a surreal experience uh, something that you know, you, you watch something grow from inception. You watch the the grassroots levels, the the, 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 the the want, the need, the desire to have professional sports in a city, and you see how it grows, you see how it develops, you see how it builds steam, and then you see it come to fruition in terms of a team on the ice competing night in and night out. And, you know, six years later, um, to, to win a Stanley Cup, to, to have that moment, that atmosphere last night, it, it was absolutely uh, exhilarating, breathtaking, uh, phenomenal. Got some breaking news here, uh, and uh, just got passed to me. We were chatting about uh, what the plans would be for a celebration of the championship, and there was a couple of different possibilities for the, the Vegas Golden Knights and where it would take place. I'm talking about the P word, which we can actually acknowledge as the parade uh, for the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights and on the Pat McAfee show today uh, Mark Stone uh, said it was going to be Saturday uh, all indications were pointing towards Saturday and I can say that it's going to be Saturday 
And it's going to be on Las Vegas Boulevard, and it will culminate in Toshiba Plaza with a big rally and some speeches and a whole lot of fun. And you're not going to have to stand in the heat. Uh, it's going to start uh, at about 7 o'clock uh, on, on Saturday night on the Strip. Now, imagine that scene. <laughs> and we've all thought of it. Yeah. What a parade in Vegas would look like. And then you go down to who's going to be the first major professional sports team to have a parade in Vegas. And now the Golden Knights are going to do it. And you've got it in your vision, that canyon-like uh, uh, situation viewpoint looking down and being able to uh, look at uh, all the people lining the strip, the Las Vegas strip with the neon and uh, the marquees and the players going down with the Stanley Cup and the Smythe Trophy, uh, the Clarence Campbell Bowl and soaking that in and then ending up uh, at Toshiba Plaza, which last night was a good run through of that because I don't think you can fit more people in Toshiba Plaza <laughs> that uh, has watched the, the game outside uh, during game number five last night. So that, that, that's the situation. Saturday night, 7 o'clock, the parade uh, be on the strip, and it's going to... Uh, the parade route will extend uh, Tropicana Boulevard. Uh, both sides of Las Vegas Boulevard uh, will be closed during the parade, uh, but it'll begin at Flamingo Road at 7 o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be beautiful. And I, I think that if you were looking at how do you make something uniquely Vegas, we, we know what this city looks like at night. We know how alive it is on the Strip when, when you just start to, to have a little bit of nighttime creep in. And the fact of the matter is I, I don't think there's a better setting, a better time that you could do this to show off Vegas and, and be this unique atmosphere for a team as unique as its city. Got some interviews that uh, were conducted post-game last night uh, during the on-ice uh, celebration. We'll bring you that, as well as John Shannon's going to join us in hour number one. Ed Graney will pop by in hour number two uh, just to uh, give us some perspective. Uh, he's been through it all. Uh, the start uh, of this uh, franchise and arrival in Las Vegas as the first professional sports team and give us his uh, viewpoint on on what occurred with the Vegas Golden Knights. But uh, are you okay if we open up the phone lines? Just to, just to give it a little bit of fan flavor today at <laughs> 702-876-1340. Yeah. Love to hear from you in what you watched last night and what you were feeling as the seconds ticked down and it became official last night. Uh, 702-876-1340. Call us now. Uh, lines have just been opened up as uh, we will uh, bring you on the air and uh, give you the opportunity to have your say about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Stanley Cup championship. Uh, it was academic. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a speech. And I, I said this to Bruce afterwards. We had a, a private moment uh, just outside the dressing room uh, after the game and after the on-ice celebration. I said, that wasn't the, the speech that you were planning between the second and the third. Had to, had to alter that uh, the way things went. Uh, but uh, they, were, they were up big, and then they were able to obviously put it away uh, in, in the third period and, and coast comfortably to a 9-3 lead, which I still find amazing that, uh, that a team without a 30-goal score manages to win by five or more goals multiple times in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Multiple times and didn't suffer that uh, that loss uh, on a single occasion. Let's uh, let's go to the phone lines uh, first. Uh, who do we have to lead us off? So caller number one is going to be Todd. 
Todd, uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. What's happening, guys? How are you? How's it going? Wonderful. Utter jubilation to see Mark Stone pick that trophy up in our house and skate it around like that. And that Couldn't you know, be what? more proud of the team and for the Knights to legitimize professional sports in Vegas and make it a place that destination for players and other sports to want to come to after all the negative negativity over the gambling aspect over the years. I couldn't be prouder to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan from day one till now. Uh, Todd, that was a great point, uh, skated around. It used to be that players would do a lap or half a lap with the Stanley Cup. And then as things got uh, more corporate and you almost got squeezed in when you got presented the Stanley Cup, you didn't have as much ice uh, available to you or there were streamers down. Uh, you, were, you were limited on how much ice you could cover. But Mark Stone, he went coast to coast last night with that <laughs> thing uh, the first time he had it. So uh, I love that. Uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, Todd, let's go back to line number three. Rick, you're on the VGK Insider Show the day after the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. I mean, what a night. It was fantastic, and it was almost destiny. I kept hearing about Florida, and I didn't hear anything about our destiny, about how this team has lifted a whole community and actually put us, like this last caller said, put us on the map as a professional sports destination. And just... You know, I'm getting crap from my friends back east because, oh, you're not brought. I've lived here 40 years. They were born in Vegas. They were they came up in Vegas. So I have no qualms about calling this my home team. This that's what's good about them being from here. And again, guys, thanks a lot for for taking us through this journey and just listening to your uh, your interviews last night. And it was it was amazing, man. I just, I couldn't sleep. I've been up probably as long as the players have, but. It's an amazing day. Thanks again, guys, for everything you brought to us. Ryan? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, and it was an awesome night. It was a fantastic night, and I think, you know, you touched on one of the, the most important aspects of the Vegas Golden Knights and that they are Vegas-born, right? This is a team that is unique to Vegas. This is a team that you know, started everything in terms of professional sports uh, at, at the, the major level here in Las Vegas, and, you know, the fact of the matter is this team is as – intertwined with the city and the connection is, is is as deep as you're going to find in professional sports and i think that it matters to a lot of people that have been in vegas their entire lives or if they've been here for as as you mentioned 40 years 20 years 10 years doesn't matter this team gives you a sense of community where i, I don't know that you you felt that before, and that's what makes them so special. Hope I don't uh, scare Bill Foley when I say this, but there's shared ownership of this squad. I'm not talking about the financial side. Uh, Bill Foley is the, the front and center uh, face of the franchise financially, but spiritually, this uh, team does belong to the Las Vegas Valley. On line number four, Stephanie, you're on the VGK Insider Show. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. It's one of those things. I went to sleep last night and was just hoping that when I woke up, it wasn't all a dream, and it wasn't. It's, you know, the cup's here. It's in Vegas. We won it. We could, like, it, it, there's nothing beyond that, right? Nobody can take that away. We get so much crap from so many people and so many fan bases, and now, like, somebody said it, you know, now when I'm losing an argument on Twitter, I can just reply with a gif of my team holding the Stanley Cup. 
Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I love that. Uh, that's a great reaction, uh, Stephanie. We're going to fly through everybody today and give as many people as as we can an opportunity to speak to the championship that the Vegas Golden Knights won last night with the Stanley Cup paraded around uh, the frozen floor of T-Mobile Arena. Line number one, Jordan, you're in the VGK Insider Show. Yeah, so born and raised in Vegas, right? Uh, 40 years old now, and, you know, it never was a community until VGK. It really, it never felt like that growing up. It always felt just like a, you know, a tourist town, a destination. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I called last night. Absolutely is still flying high since last night. This, this has been a, such an incredible run, such an incredible team. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate you guys, you know, hosting all the shows along the way. It's been, uh, it's been fun to listen. What was your favorite part? Uh, you know, I, I was, Stopping like a baby when they were lifting lifting the uh, the cup up. I mean that was uh, that was the favorite part. You know, I I, I told my family, uh, you know, I won't celebrate until they actually start lifting. Uh, and even <laughs> when we we're way up, like I knew they was in hand, you know, at the end of the second. But it was just the best part was just the celebration. Yeah, it was it was weird because uh, especially hockey people, there's so much. Uh, superstition that goes into uh, the fact that you don't want to jinx it at all. And they were up so big, you knew it was comfortable, but you never want to be the one to co- to sort of blame yourself. Ah, I shouldn't have done that. But uh, but it was it was great, and then you hold off, and uh, it finally happens. Uh, Joe, on line number three, welcome to the VGK Insider Show, home of the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. What's up, guys? Uh, we were down at Toshiba Plaza last night. It was just so awesome to see... So many people come out. I know some of the past games, there hasn't been so uh, many people out there, but like to see those, the footage of the crowd was just amazing. It was, it was so much fun. It was a blast. It worked out pic- picture perfectly with Stoner getting the hat trick and so happy to see Marchie get the con Smythe, the original misfit. That was, it just worked out so perfect. Stress free. It was a blowout. It was amazing. Yeah, good point on the misfit uh, line with Jonathan Marcheseau because it takes me into another area. I think the the mood was set when mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy started uh, five yeah. misfits uh, for the for the opening faceoff with the misfit line, and, and then Shea Theodore and Braden McNabb on the back end. Uh, that was that was an amazing touch. What a great move by Bruce! That, I got chills right when I noticed it. It was. What a, what a great touch by Bruce. That was amazing. And some uh, great synergy uh, as well as we slide over to line number two. And Bruce, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, I just, I need to apologize. I'm an emotional VGK fan. Former Sabres fan. I was at game one the very first year. Sob uh, with everybody else. And then became frustrated when the trades were made and as an emotional fan didn't understand the process and the business of the trades. And I must apologize to Mr. Foley, the general manager, all the decision makers because the decisions they made then resulted in what happened last night. I think it was an adjustment, and I say this with all due respect, but uh, an adjustment and an education to professional sports, which is very different than the college game, where you do have to make difficult decisions with popular players. And it took a while and to get uh, familiar with that kind of thing. And I understand it. The, the first-year guys were, were deeply connected w- with this community. Yeah. But to get better, and that's what 
General Manager Kelly McCrimmon and President of Hawk Operations George McPhee are committed to do is, is to take the emotion out of it if you want to improve yourself, even if it's the smallest percentage. Understood. And I want to also thank you all. The emotion that we feel in the arena is difficult to grasp when you're watching on television or listening on the radio. And you and your team bring that emotion every game. And whether I'm driving and listening or at the arena, I feel like I'm there because of what you present. And I want to thank you for a wonderful ride and appreciate you all. Congratulations, uh, Bruce. Uh, not Bruce and Summerlin, but uh, you deserve <laughs> congratulations uh, just as much uh, with your dedication and uh, being with this group from the very start. Uh, let's go to line number four. Stephen, you're on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, uh, how's it going, everyone? Great. We're great. Like, so, yeah, I hearken what that last caller said. Um, I'm also a really emotional Gold Knights fan. Um, I was out in Toshiba Plaza yesterday with a bunch of really close friends. Um, and just seeing the Golden Knights, um, well, first off, yeah, great move by Bruce to start to miss it. Um, I, I really did set the tone uh, to go, going into it, so I was already jazzed up from that. But to see that team just go out there, dominate the Florida Panthers on the ice, uh, just basically leave no doubt when all was said and done. See them then celebrate, win the Stanley Cup from outside on the plaza with that crowd. And then eventually seeing Mark Stone raise the Stanley Cup, it, it definitely made me cry quite a bit yesterday, and, and rightfully so, because, you know, with this team thing back to year one, like, they, they drew me in right away with their amazing run then. Um, the trades that Kevin McCrimmon and George McPhee had to make, as tough as some of them were, like seeing Flurry leave, seeing uh, Alex Tuck leave in the Eichel trade, uh, seeing Patch Ready get a trade for basically cap space, as tough as they were, now that I'm waking up today and the Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions, I can look back on it all now, and I want to just tell Kevin McCrimmon and George McPhee, you were right. All of us who thought you were wrong, we're wrong. And this Stanley Cup championship is for you guys especially. And just all around, from top to bottom, this organization, what an accomplishment. Congratulations to everybody. This is Vegas' win. Stephen, thank you. Ryan, you want to play off that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, as Darren talked about, there's there's a, a level of, of needing to improve on a year-by-year basis when it comes to professional sports, if you want to get to another level, if you want to win the ultimate prize. And I, I think that when you look back at all the moves and you, you look back at the reasoning and the rationale uh, from Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee in, in trying to build this team piece by piece, brick by brick, and as Darren mentioned, even if you're getting better by a tenth of a percent or one percent, whatever it is, if you ultimately believe it will lead you to this spot, everything becomes worth it and as tough as it is for fans sometimes to go through that this is why you do it this feeling this emotion this championship that if it, if it leads to this you understand the business side a little bit more it's the vgk insider show the flagship station of the stanley cup champion vegas golden knights uh, we are here every day from four until six uh, to those that have joined the uh, the rise of this team to stanley cup champions uh, and are new to this scene Welcome, and uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, Pat, on line number one, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. Hope you guys are doing well. So the last time I called was a 3-2 loss to New Jersey last year. 
which I at the time thought they would be missing the playoffs because of it, as well as their winning, uh, the window to win the Stanley Cup was closing. Mm. I'm happy I am half right with that statement. So I was uh, seeing that nine-goal game yesterday from them was absolutely fantastic, and it blew my expectations out of the water completely. Okay, you can't say you're half right because you said they were going to miss the playoffs last year, uh, and, and you get credit for that. Well, they, they, were, they were still four more games that they lost terrible fashion thing. I know but that uh, I'm having some fun with you but that's not right you can't say you're half right on that and, and take credit uh, but but you missed it on the Stanley Cup championship no yeah. way I'll, I'll give you like five percent there but you're not taking 50 50 two and a half percent come on sounds good to me <laughs> awesome I uh, appreciate it uh, outstanding stuff that that uh, that's a fun call Mike on line number three how are you pal well, good. This is like trying to win tickets the way it is today, and it should be. Uh, what I wanted to say is I have an old friend who was president of the Rams for 20 years, and he talked about moving forward, what you have to do beyond this. And I, will you have another show where we can talk about that? Sure. Okay, good. Let's save that. Uh, last night, Ryan, that's a triumph, and you know it doesn't come from a shallow source here. I, uh, I think you made yourself a legend in Las Vegas sports last night. I really do. Uh, it was all you guys. It was all the calls. Well, you made it possible. You can be humble if you want, but that's all I have to say on that. The, my question was, as I watched the end of the game and the trophy presentation, was I know the Stanley Cup moves from place to place and person to person. What about the Conn Smythe trophy? Does Marshy get to keep that? Yeah, he will. He will have possession of that uh, pretty much whenever he wants it. So he just it sits somewhere, but he can have at it whenever he thinks he wants to. I think I think you get it for the summer if you want it. <laughs> now, now some people are traveling all over the place and they don't necessarily uh, want to uh, be responsible for it. I know I know different people that uh, that have sent it back for a while and then have done different outings and and brought it back to them. But if you want it, it's yours. Okay, well, it would, next Monday, could we uh, semi-figure that you might have a show where we can talk about the future? Sounds good. You, so you want to turn the page next Monday? Uh, we can do that for you. Well, I'll tell you what my friend said, and, and uh, that truth was he celebrated for about two days, and then it was time to move on, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm going to be celebrating a lot more than two days. <laughs> Me too. All right. Me too. Thanks, Mike. Uh, appreciate you it. Uh, line number two, it's our good friend, Papa Lou. Good afternoon, boys. It's a great day to be a golden night. You just cut out a little bit there. Are you back, uh, Lou? I'm I'm back. I'm okay, sorry. Yeah. I just said it's a great day to be a Golden Knights fan. I woke up this morning and I thought, okay, we don't have to travel. <laughs> I don't have to pack. And there's no stress. What's What's wrong? Oh, they won last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. And, you know, I was listening to uh, NHL radio this morning, and, and rightfully so, it's been off season. We know when this is all over, that's when all the injuries start to come out. But I, I know the guys are going to have some issues, but having the balance that they have and being able to count on four, four, four lines and, and, and three deep pairings to play strong and play meaningful minutes, really, really cut down on the injuries. And I think going into the offseason, unless there's something that was really being hidden, they're going to be in pretty good shape getting ready for training camp. 
You're right. There, there's a, uh, some work that has to be done on goaltending, on contractual uh, processes. And Ivan Barbashev is an unrestricted free agent. Brett Howden is a restricted free agent. But beyond that, you can, like, right now, you can, you can run it back. And that's a sh- short list compared to several of the other off-seasons for Kelly McCrimmon. Absolutely. And uh, I, I, I honestly started playing GM in my head this morning trying to figure out how things were going to shake out. I think if the cap bumps up to about 92, like they say, it's going to Vegas is going to be in great shape and in the next season and possibly even being able to afford Barbashev. That might be a stretch, though, at the end of it. I've got a plan for that. I'll, I'll tell you next week, though. Uh, I, I've got a plan for that. And, Lou, I know that uh, we don't have a love-hate relationship, but we can be honest with each other. And I'm going to be flat-out honest with you right now. The only cap that you have to worry about is the one that you're taking off your cerveza. That's it. That's, that's, the, it, o- that's the only one that I want you to worry about oh, for the next little while. Well done. Amen. Amen, my friend. Be well, buddy. Love it. All right. We'll see you guys. Mike, Lou, and we finish off the first segment with Rita talking about the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. How are you? Hi, guys. Oh, I'm good. Okay. First off, well, it's not an apology, but I do realize I was a blubbering idiot last night. My usual sarcasm deserted me. But, you know, it is what it is. But uh, in listening to a lot of and I gotta say, backpedaling fast media folks, um, trying to find a way to say, oh yeah, we knew Vegas was great all along. But we're kind of getting a backhanded compliment, I think. Because it starts off with, well, they were ruthless, but maybe, I guess other GMs are gonna learn from this. Um, I don't know how to take that. Well, I, I think you can view it in, in maybe a complimentary way, right? Like for the Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon made big and tough decisions. And, you know, there there are teams, I think, out there that could benefit from a similar approach. There are teams out there that I think can, can really try to assess what talent they believe they need in order to take the next step and then be be in a position to make those tough decisions in order to win. I think, if anything, it's... You can take it as a compliment to how the Golden Knights have decided that their goal, their goal every single year, what they're aiming for, what they're striving for, is to win, and they'll do whatever they can to make their team the best it can be on the ice to do that. Okay, well, let's take the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example. All this hoopla over the core four, and it's almost like they they know they should break it up, but... You know, it's just they can't do that. Rita, yes, just like I Lou, just, just like Lou, I love you, <laughs> and we, we've got a, a, a relationship that we we can be honest with you. You've been honest with me. I don't give a darn about the Toronto Maple Leafs today. <laughs> well, <laughs> you you got a point there. I'm sorry, I got no rebuttal to that. You're right. If, <laughs> if you were in this but room, I find that to play with. They are. But they get so emotional. You're, I mean, you're you right about that. Hell. But uh, <laughs> but they're crying tears of sadness, and we're crying tears of joy. Yeah, I. 
you gotta feel bad for them because it's like they just don't know what to do. Hey, my wife worked there for 15 years at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. It's where I, we met. Uh, we owe a lot uh, in in the sense of our lives, and we couldn't have been partying harder last night with the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights championship. So uh, again, I moved on, and for you, let's let's just take a break from from whacking them, and we can just uh, enjoy this moment. Okay. Well, the last thing I want to say was uh, a lot of the tweets I got, and I agreed with with the coach putting out the misfit. Yeah, he gets us. He knows what's important to this town. And it was just the right thing to do at the right time. I couldn't agree more. I will also admit I was surprised when I saw it because a lot of times coaches don't buy into that. It's, It's all about the full 60 minutes in the sense of being focused the entire time. To take a moment to acknowledge that with an opening ice face-off was something that will end up standing out from this this playoff run and, and the, this Stanley Cup final. It, it absolutely will to be able to to go down that path. And when Bruce from Summerlin joins us, uh, we're going to talk about uh, whose idea it was and where to come from. And did he take it to the coaching staff? Did they bring it to him? And was there much convincing? Uh, there's Rita. Uh, thanks, Rita. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a break. John Shannon, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, is going to join us and give us his views. He's joined us uh, twice a week during this entire Stanley Cup playoff run. And we'll wrap it up with uh, with Shani next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. They're joining us from uh, the eastern part of Canada, and it's Ryan Wallace over at the Oil Hotel and Casino, Darren Millard in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. We celebrate the arrival of the Stanley Cup in Las Vegas as the Golden Knights are the 2023 champions. Uh, John Shannon, former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, he's seen all kinds of moments with the Stanley Cup. What was your feeling last night when Gary Bettman handed over the trophy to Mark Stone? Well, I think the thing that jumped out at me, Darren, was how much of a team this really is and how happy each player was for each other. You know, you can you can have your family there, you can have friends there, but the camaraderie of this group really stood out. Mark Stone said it so well about winning the cup with, you know, 25 of his best friends, you know, Jack Eichel turning to Jonathan Marchessault when Marchessault was awarded the Conn Smythe Trophy and them embracing and talking to each other about how they couldn't have done it without the other's contributions. That really spoke volumes to me of the culture that has been built in Vegas. and That's something that jumped out at me for the, for the hour and a half that I watched after the celebration started seven seconds before the end of the game, and they wouldn't call that too many men on the ice penalty. <laughs> you know who, what do you think we are the nba i mean, you, I mean there's braden, Mag- braden mcnab sitting there dribbling the ball uh, i mean just waiting for the clock to expire you know you know there there's a coach in tampa who who got in a lot of trouble for for playing that kind of style that the vegas golden knights did in the, in the last two minutes <laughs> i couldn't help but laugh it was because you saw you saw it the night before too in Denver when the yeah. when the Nuggets won the NBA Finals and there's there's Braden just you know stick handling the puck there waiting for the clock and 
Ah, oh, heck with it. Seven seconds. Let's get going and let's celebrate now. I think Vegas had four goaltenders on the ice at that time, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was... Uh, it, I'm sure... Uh, I don't know. Did they do the team picture today or is that tomorrow? <laughs> uh, you... Uh, you look at this from a storyline perspective. Uh, camaraderie is one, and this is one where I think chemistry led to winning. Uh, in other cases, winning will create great chemistry, and and you can you can claim a championship. But I, th- I think it was the the rarer side uh, with with the Golden Knights. How how do you think Jack Eichel is looked at today compared to two years ago? Well, I think he's looked at as a star now. And I think he's looked at as a uh, a selfless person. I mean, the player that came out of Buffalo was much maligned, you know, too selfish, uh, too into himself, not worried about the team, um, you know. And and what's happened since the trade and since the you know the recuperation is that Jack Eichel has been reinvented. And I don't know whether you give credit to management to do that. Something tells me more than anything that it's his teammates that really help contribute to that. Obviously, his family has lots to do with that. But, I, you know, I, I, I really think Jack Eichel has, in so many ways, been reinvented after all that time in Buffalo. Because he wasn't the captain? Do you think that has something to do with it? No, no I... I it, it, you know, I, I think he learned how to play the game as a team player. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, all you have to do, I watched every Golden Knights playoff game, Darren. Every one. Uh, and the difference between game one where Eichel admitted he wasn't very good and his dad gave him heck after the game for it uh, to what we saw the rest of that Winnipeg series and then through the Edmonton and Dallas series and even at times through this series, is that we saw somebody who was prepared to pay the price. There were times in his 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 period in Buffalo where you didn't think he was prepared to pay the price. There was too many times you'd have a shot of him rolling his eyes and getting back to the bench and being either disgruntled with a teammate or disgruntled with himself. You didn't see that anymore. You saw you saw a mature hockey player contribute any way he could to a championship, and that's something to be said. John Shannon's with us, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada, now the co-host of the Bob McCowan podcast. I catch it wherever you get your uh, favorite podcast. It's the VGK Insider Show, home of the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. You know, we're, we're talking about how close-knit this group is and, and the maturation process for Jack Eichel. And then you look at the captain and Mark Stone and what he had to get go through to get back for this playoff run. What makes Mark Stone such a great leader? Oh, I think it's his enthusiasm, Ryan. I think his love of the game. You know, you know Darren's interview with, um, with, with, with Mark after the game about thanking his parents for all those cold nights in Winnipeg arenas spoke volumes to someone who actually understood the, the toil of getting to the National Hockey League. Remember, this is a guy that had been to a Stanley Cup final already in Ottawa and contributed a great deal for the Senators to get to that point before losing to Pittsburgh. So he understood the price to pay. And then with the ups and downs of this season and losing the 37 games to the surgery and being able to come back at at the the ultimate time for this hockey club, uh, to me, speaks of his his enthusiasm for the game, his love of the game, 
and the love of winning. None, none of these guys will, are prepared to give money back ever <laughs> for what they for the money they make playing the game. But Mark Stone's one of those guys that will probably love playing the game until he's in his 70s or 80s playing meat league and beer league hockey with Millard in goal. <laughs> well, then the end of the championship run then. Well, no, it'll Guarantee be another that. hat-trick. It'll be another hat-trick. Another sure, hat-trick. You know? <laughs> I, I actually said to uh, Misha Donskov, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights assistant coach, I said it was like a men's league score last night, except yeah. my, when my team scores nine, we're still losing because the other team's got 13. That that's the only the only difference uh, with it. John Shannon's with us. This is a copycat league. We 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 see it all the time. The Tampa Bay Lightning were a depth team, and and we're seeing that uh, parlay into uh, what uh, what the Vegas Golden Knights. Different form of depth, but uh, but uh, certainly uh, adding on to it. Uh, what do you think teams will take from the Vegas performance and try to adopt? I think I, I think the one thing is that there will be a lot of people analyzing the risk reward of trading draft picks. You know, when you think, and we've touched on this before, that Nick Haig is the only uh, Golden Knights drafted player that was on that roster last night that played. There were some other draft guys that were, I think they were on the ice by the end, but, but they, you know, Haig was the only one that played. I, I think that you're going to see owners pressuring managers and managers pressuring their, their, their management teams to go out and say, okay, if we get this guy, is it worth giving up a couple of picks? You know, you, you can, you know, getting a quality player like an Ivan Barbership for a draft pick or two, uh, is it worth it in the short run to win the Stanley Cup? And a lot of people are going to say yes. So I wonder, because uh, you hear Darren as much as I do around the NHL, we're going to build through the draft, we're going to build through the draft, we're never going to trade a first-round pick. You know, we saw Edmonton has traded two first-round picks the last couple of years, and they're getting closer. Are we going to see more teams trade high draft picks and more draft picks, period, in order to try to have a team that can win the Stanley Cup right away? Awesome insight. John Shannon chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show, home of the Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. Now, when you look at the story for Aiden Hill, obviously he comes to Vegas. He gets to, to play in the regular season. He's the number two goaltender out of training camp for the Vegas Golden Knights. And this run that he has in the postseason is just fantastic. What is, what is the summer outlook for Aiden Hill? Because he's an unrestricted free agent and he's coming off the most prolific stretch of hockey that he's had in his career. Well, listen, I'm, I have a bias. I, I mean, if, if Kelly McCrimmon feels he can, can keep him in the fold, he better keep him in the fold. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a guy that the fans have adopted. You know, he was, a, I think, number player 11 or 12 to, catch, to, to carry the Stanley Cup. And look at the ovation he got for, for carrying the cup around the ice. To me, that was, I think, indicative of where he fits in in, in, in the market with the, with the fan base. Uh, and... You know, he's a big-body goaltender that plays the game rather simply uh, and and efficiently. And so from, from that perspective, I think the first hand is that uh, are you prepared to take a little bit of a hometown discount to, to live and play in Vegas where the taxes are good and the, and the winning is good? And that's something I think that I would hope that both sides are, are willing to do. That's the issue when you have five or six goaltenders willing and wanting to play the game and uh, let's face it, Logan Thompson fits into that. 
I, I, you know, and I think that Laurent Boisois fits into that too. So the, the choice of, of the quality goaltenders that will be in goal next year for the Golden Knights is a positive for the hockey club. But one of those guys is going to lose. This is a team that's gone deep a number of times. And last year it missed the playoffs. And there were several commentators and management that talked about the rest being good for them. And then they come back and they win the division, win the conference, and only trail once in the Stanley Cup playoffs. How much do you think last year actually helped this year? Um, I, I don't, I mean, I can't speak to the rest uh, aspect. That's something that, that they can. I could probably speak more to the frustration of being out of the playoffs and the angst of watching other people play when they should have been playing. But when you live lose 503 games to injury, you know, there's a good chance you aren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, and, and the other thing was, let's remember, we, we, we touched a lot on Jack Eichel uh, early on. You know, Jack Eichel was 100% healthy this year. You know, after the artificial disc replacement that he had, he wasn't going to come in at 100% right away from February on. So it was good to have him for February, March, and a little bit of April, and then to come back 100% for training camp. So that's, uh, that, that, that certainly is the one positive out of it for me. And I, I just, you know, I, I just think that this team, with, with the professionalism they have, with the demand to be great that they have, with the quality of players and personalities they have, I don't think it was as much rest as it was embarrassing and, and, and loss of pride in not being in the playoffs. And they, they felt, and you can see, hear that in a couple of interviews last year, Aaron. I was just going to say that. that. The, it, you, the chip on the shoulder you, thing was still there absolutely, last night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Vegas goes and spends all this money and they go get Eichel and they trade all their draft picks. And look what, they can't make the playoffs. Well, they proved a lot of people wrong this year. And, and, you know, guys like Alex Petrangelo, who went to Vegas to win the Stanley Cup, and he really he did it in short order, even with, you know, personal issues with his daughter and everything that they went through as a, as a family, and then with what the team went through last year with injury, for them to come back this year is truly successful. Ryan? Yeah, and I, I don't think that there's, you know, anything that exemplifies that more than Jonathan Marcheseau, uh, the, the guy that... I would argue has the ultimate chip on his shoulder taking home the Conn Smythe Trophy last night. I, I think it's a, a perfect understanding of this team and, and what they built with their foundation in year one and how they've carried that identity through here to a Stanley Cup championship. Well, you know, but you, you know what, Ryan? Here's the other thing. That's easy for you and me to say because, you know, we live and watch games and and, and we, we, go, we watch the ups and downs of hockey clubs for whether it's six years or 16 years or 26 years or 36 years. So we can, we can reflect on history. But, but Mark Stone said it last night, too. After the game, Mark Stone said that the culture that has been created here was created and carried on by those six guys. So the, the five guys that started the game and William Carrier... They got they were they were recognized even amongst the team for building and being part of building the culture that is the Vegas Golden Knights. And to me, that was really cool for Mark Stone to identify that because players don't think in long terms like you and I would. They only think about the times when they're with the team. And for Stone to reflect on that to me was really really well spoken and well said. 
You don't miss a beat, eh? You, you see it all. Well, hey, wait, hey, hey, listen. You know the other thing I loved last night? It had to be at least an hour after the game, and there was at least 12,000 people still in the building. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love? Mark Stone took the cup like they used to in 1965 or in 1971, and he skated it all around the edge of the ice so everybody in the seats could still see it, and he was followed by his teammates. When I was at the league, I, was, I used to scream at the players, carry it all yes. over the ice, let the fans <laughs> see it, and let's hope that what Mark Stone did last night, like the picture that started in 1988 with Wayne and the Oilers, Let's hope the tradition of carrying it all around the ice like Mark did last night gets to return to the NHL. It is, it is one of the cool things that we have in our game that no other sport does. You know, you, you can't run around with the Lombardi Trophy around the outskirts of the, the football field, but you can skate around the ice surface and let all the fans in the arena still see it. That, to me, is the coolest thing going. You and I are so in sync. Does that scare you or make you happy? No, that what that really scares, that scares your wife. That, that <laughs> scares your wife, Jen. Well, I'm going to no, tell you that, what. That, that's the part. Uh, you know uh, her background in sports. She was one happy person last night. Like, Wait, that and was here's cool. the other thing. And I, I'm not being in the building, but I've been in the I think I, I did my, my count. I was, I've been in the building 31, 32 times when the cup's given out. Yeah. Is there anything greater? And for those people that weren't in weren't in the building in 2018 that were there last night. Was there anything greater than watching that silver chalice come out of the Zamboni nope. entrance? Gives me chills every time. It's amazing, and it's so bright, and it's so it glimmers, and, and they you know they you know the league has done a good job. They play the right music, and there is a it's it, to me, and I don't want to be blasphemous, but it's almost a, a religious epiphany to me. Mm-hmm. Every time I see that come out of that entrance, and I go, I mean, I, I can't skate. I can't play the game. I've never been on a power play in my life. But I get chills, and I almost well up and cry every time I see it come out of the Zamboni entrance on a night like that. I don't know whether it's official or not, but you're one of my three wise men. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but that's, they, 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 who's the other two, though? That's the key. I want to I know who I'm compared to. <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not going to be happy with your buddies. I I, 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 kind of knew that going in. Hey, Shani, uh, thank you very much for this playoff run. It's been invaluable having your opinion and your analysis. uh, And the Las Vegas uh, radio audience is uh, better for it, and they love listening to you. Everywhere I go, people talk to me about uh, having being able to lean into you, and we really appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what, here, I, just so that you know, I'm, I'm ordering two Brooklyn Bridges from Grimaldi's Pizza. <laughs> uh, and having them sent over to the Millard House because, uh, you know, your, your daughter and your wife need something to eat because you have not paid much attention to them. No. Nope, in the last little while. So you need, to, you need to give it. But the Brooklyn Bridge with the red pepper, the ricotta, and the Italian sausage, that is the pizza of choice tonight. He's John Shannon, the best, the best. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Congratulations, George. That's congratulations. a beautiful way to finish. 40 years, 40 years for George McPhee. I'm so happy for him. (sighs) Got goosebumps. Uh, Thanks, John. Cheers. 
John Shannon, former executive producer, High Canadian Canada. Listen to his podcast with uh, Bob McCown. He's the co-host of the Bob McCown podcast. Uh, we're back with our number two. Uh, Ed Graney's going to join us to offer his perspective on what happened. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.